Wow, a, uh, a special edition, a holiday edition of the Brad and Britcast. You asked for it. We got a lot of calls. We got a lot of email. We got a lot of tweets. Telegrams. The whole thing. And they say, all right, well, we'll do it, and we'll, we'll get it out earlier in the day than we normally do. So, hello, and hope you've had a, a safe and meaningful Memorial Day. And, Doing it uh, for the and, troops. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I know, uh, since we're, we're, we're putting this together on, on short notice, you did not have a chance to hear teleprompter Trump on Memorial Day. No. And is there anything more stilted, more out of his element at any given moment, no matter where it happens, than teleprompter Trump? Doesn't matter whether he's sitting behind the uh, Resolute Desk. The Resolute Desk. As he likes to call it at the White House, uh-huh. or whether he's uh, out trying to read a speech off the teleprompter elsewhere, and he's so bad at it, he's so bad at it that all you do is see his head bop back and forth from the left side to the right side, and somehow, I guess, in his mind, or no one wants to tell him, that's not what it looks like. When you're connecting with your audience as you're reading, you just don't you just don't move your head back and forth. Back. <laughs> doesn't quite yeah. do it. Makes you okay? look shifty and stuff. Right. <laughs> just makes you look stupid it, is, that too. is what it does. But uh, the the gist of his uh, little speech in uh, Baltimore, Fort McHenry, where he was not welcome, where the entire city, where the mayor said, we don't have the money for police protection. Our budget is is completely busted because of coronavirus. Please do not come here. Please do not come. So Donald Trump naturally said, okay, I'm coming anyway. Fuck you. you. (laughs) And he he showed up. A lot of people don't know this, but Fort McHenry, they wrote the Star Spangled Banner about it. Nobody knows that until I brought it up. Wait, if you you hear him, and it's got all this stuff that you can almost imagine any other president up until now reading this, and it was not a badly written speech for that moment, except the person delivering it. it was completely disconnected to it, as it always is when Trump reads stories of military heroism and you know, in our audience today is the last guy from from world war ii who's still alive and then one guy with the twin brother who died in his arm all, all these kinds of really touching but when trump reads them he reads them stilted and you know he's never seen the 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 print the copy before except when it comes up on the teleprompter for the first time and you're ready for this pronunciation ready here ready. we go ready this is exactly what it sounded like and I know you've never heard of this person, so I'll help you if you don't know. Ready? Francis Scott Key. Oh, he, he paused. <laughs> he paused in between all the names. Like it's some Eastern European fucking six-syllable name or some shit. Yeah. But but this this was a, uh, a quick highlight for me, and I was uh, watching it on uh, C-SPAN, and I heard it, and, of course – because of the magic of the DVR, you can go back and go, did I hear what I thought I heard? And uh, I'll, I'll set it up here so you'll know what you're listening for. When you're standing in an area where there was a, uh, a famous battle, where there was um, an assassination, something, something where, where you're standing is called blank ground. Mm-hmm. What is that word? Well, it's hallowed. Right. Spell that, please. H-A-L-L-O-W-E-D. It's like Halloween, except not. Good enough. That, that's, a, that's perfect. Now, did we rehearse this? Did we, we did say, not. We did not. All right. Here you go. Here is Trump, and uh, this is from as, uh, as we laid his baby down early in the afternoon on Memorial Day. This was in about the uh, noon hour at Fort McHenry, where, of course, Francis Scott <laughs> Key witnessed what happened and wrote this song. Which, by the way, he was a great songwriter, should be in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Okay, here it comes. Listen closely. 
This towering spirit permeates every inch of the hollow soil beneath our feet. Did you catch it? Yeah, I got it. Should we play it again? Play it again. I think it's, it's worth hearing. Just that good. There we go. This towering spirit permeates every inch of the hollow soil beneath our feet. Now, now wait. It's it's bad enough that he that he muffed it that way, but then the Closed captioning, which comes up, you know, three seconds later, they corrected it. They they wrote hallowed, H-A, and I'm thinking, well, they, they could have been doing that from a text that they have. That's not how closed captioning works, right? No. No. So now we've got either C-SPAN or the uh, company that pays for the uh, captioning on this uh, closed captioning paid for by mesothelioma. Oh, now that's on CNN. Sorry. Right, 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 right. Uh, it's paid for by like an actual disease paid yes. for. Yes. We'd like to give you some money because we we have some right. bad PR. Paid for by COPD. I know. Yes, right. Right. Uh, um, but I, I, oh my God! If you ever, he, how he's not familiar with the word, right? He's not familiar with the. Word. He no, did he say it correctly know. later, but that was probably the accident, not the way he said it first time. Right? No, the uh, if you've ever watched, if you see closed captioning on a lot of stuff when it's a live event. Now, if it's a recorded show, if it's mm-hmm. a dramatic show that's been filmed previously or whatever, then they have plenty of time to go through and they can mess with. That's always right. And, and you know but what? They, they still make mistakes on those. Once in a while, but yeah. on the live events, they wake them all the time. If you're if you're someone who is blind, you're fucked. I mean, I guess if you're deaf, I'm sorry. If you're blind, you really are fucked. But if you're deaf and you're reading that shit, they get it wrong a lot of the time, and they'll have all the lines fucked up and everything. They they do that fairly frequently. But that what <laughs> hollowed ground? Very funny. <laughs> all right. Do you, now do you want to do uh, Joe Biden making the gaffe that's going to cost him the election? Not. Or would you like to talk about North Carolina under attack by President Trump? Which one of those? Which way do you want to go to first? Well, we can. Decided two ways. One, we can go in chronological order, which would yeah. take us back to Thursday or Friday. Uh, Thursday, I guess that was on Thursday. I think when he was on that show. No, it must have been Friday, or we would have known. Friday, yeah. yeah. So uh, Joe Biden appears on the Breakfast Club, very influential uh, show among the urban young urban audience. It's on, I think, one oh five seven out of New York is what it originates to, but it's all over the country. And they have this personality called Charlemagne the God. Yeah. Now, can I can I jump in before you? explain it even more yeah this guy is such bad news he is such bad news Why because do you say that? his his stock his stock in trade yeah. his stock in trade is tripping up whitey and getting whitey to sound stupid and getting democrats to sound uh. stupid and sound dumb and by the way how many times have we done this story with this guy? How Charlie? many Democrats should learn to stay the fuck off of his show? How well, many Democrats should learn to go on fucking Howard Stern's show over this guy? All but, right. But the point would be, is it, is it his fault or is it the Democrats fault for tripping over their own tongues time and time again? It, it, it doesn't matter. You, you try to, to go to places where you will not be in this position. What was Joe Biden going to get, even if he would have done what would have been for Joe Biden, the perfect performance? I've got street cred now because I went through the Charlemagne, the God gauntlet. No, the the, the upside is about zero. He already got all the black votes. He didn't have to prove anything. He didn't have to show his street cred by, by facing off. And if you watch if you watch the clip, you see Joe Biden. He looks like he's amped up on some kind of drug, okay? Because he's getting in the face of this guy, and he's talking. It, it was pointless. It was so unhelpful. I, yes, it was stupid. I understand that, that the guy didn't well, we, put the words in really, Biden's mouth, but Jesus really, Christ, what are you doing? We haven't even really even gotten to the comedy. When Joe Biden says that if you don't vote for me, if you vote for Trump, you're not really black, which right. reverberated across the universe and has a lot of outrage. And so a lot of the Trump supporters are running this one up and down the football field. The Trump team themselves trying to make this into a huge deal. I, I don't see it as a huge deal. Uh, the former vice president apologized, saying he was a bit too cavalier. I, I actually talked to some black people in my everyday life. I haven't seen any of them that are like, oh, my God, that was so outrageous, I'll never vote for him. I, I know, but <laughs> the, the problem is, you, you, you know who this uh, gives 
ground to to go. We told you it, it was the Bernie people. Yes, yeah, see, Bernie would have never done that. Bernie, and it's just, it's just not necessary. And I'm with you. This is going to fade. And by the way, I believe it's already faded because Donald Trump went on Twitter over the weekend and did 50 times the damage in terms of what you would think would be racial relations and his, quote, understanding and appealing to black voters by what he said, calling Stacey Abrams fat, saying she couldn't uh, turn down yeah. one buffet when she yeah. was uh, traveling around. You know, all, which, by the way, there is nothing that helps you gain black voters more than making fun of a black woman's weight. They love I'd that. Say, I'd yeah. say the, the, the real points of attack you want to go for on a black woman, if you really want to win over the black community, hair and weight. Those Either yeah. one of those, pick a yeah. lane on that. It's going to win every time. So, so I, I do, I do absolutely agree with you that that you know a week from now, I think by now, it's gone because of what Trump has done so badly. And and when you think about it, and he's not capable of doing this. When someone shoots themselves in the foot, what do you do? You're supposed to sit back and and, and let them stew in their own juice. But Trump can't do that. He actually topped Biden five ways from Sunday and reminded, I think, quote unquote, black voters, <laughs> um, just why they shouldn't for one second waver in what they did in primaries across the country, which is pick the guy, no matter what you think, no matter how many gaffes, no matter how many mistakes he may make, who is best suited to beat Donald Trump and show up and vote for him and uh, uh, trump just helped that little cause i i i don't see like the huge deal in this and i i understand i think it was appropriate for biden to apologize but i think there are a lot of people like you know he's kind of right <laughs> i think there's a lot of black people well, out the there first, like you know, right, well, first of all it's it, it, Right. you don't even want to go there yeah. and, and we can say that among ourselves why can we wrong. say that brit we're a podcast. We're on a podcast. We can tell the truth. Right. But no one should literally accept all the Republicans who think that this is their equivalent of Hillary's deplorable statement, right? They think they've got him, right? Exactly. They think this is it. This right? is it. This They're going to ride this one all the way. Um, uh, uh, no one should think that when uh, Biden says that, he seriously is questioning, and I heard this, the quote-unquote blackness of people. By the, But I mean, the, you gave, as Dick Nixon said, I gave them a sword and they ran it right through me. And, they, and that's what Biden does, and we understand that. And, and that's why maybe he should go to Jeffrey Epstein's abandoned island. Yeah, no communication, idea. no Skype, no Cisco WebEx. No Zoom, no nothing. And just just let it happen and, 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 and see how it runs. I mean, because the standard of perfection for Democratic candidates, the higher up you go through uh, your local races, all the way up through Congress, through Senate, and then to president, the standard is what? Perfection, right? Perfection. No mistakes, no gaffes, no nothing. And on the other side of it, Donald Trump can tell you that John McCain was not a war hero. He can tell you that, you know, all the things that he's ever, and it hasn't amounted to shit. And we must learn that lesson, whether we abhor it in the other side or not, it wins elections. You overlook, you overlook the inadequacies of your own candidate. And you look at the bigger picture and you look at how many Supreme Court justices will get appointed by a second Trump administration, at least two, making a seven to two margin for the rest of your life and my life. You overlook one gaffe on some asshole's radio show that, by the way, as always, none of us really heard. We just saw the clip. And again, apparently, if you were to see the whole uh, 20 minute appearance, you would have probably not even noticed that comment because, of course, this is how we blow shit up, you know, to smithereens about one clip. And I understand you have to be conscious. You have to be thinking when you're on these shows. You have to th be thinking in your own sound bites, if that's such a thing. You have to be thinking that when you say something, if it's taken out of context, how will it sound? You have to think that way, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and, and they don't. And they never do. And, and Joe Biden hasn't thought about it for 50 years. We know that. But uh, um, I'm, 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 I'm glad you brought it up. I think we've addressed it. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to last. But I think it's also I mean, what you bring up is a great point. What's going to do more damage to the black community? That comment or four more years of Donald Trump? I don't even know if there's I mean, can you really seriously have that discussion? And the other thing that I saw from one of the um, one of the Twitter accounts, I think, that says it's supposed to be an insider at the White House was this is why Democrats lose elections, because Republicans, no matter what, they vote for their own. Donald Trump can say, I'm going to grab you by the pussy. I want to fuck my daughter, whatever. And they're on board. Joe Biden goes, I don't know if you're really black if you're going to vote for Donald Trump. Oh, my God, I'm done. You're out. Right. Get it. I can't vote for you. I mean, that's that, that's the outrage factor. That's what I said a couple minutes ago. But yeah. this guy said it in Republican consultant <laughs> exactly. or inside the White House. Uh, ease, E, E, S, E. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's just a matter of, is, you know, is Joe Biden's support among the black uh, voters going to drop from 93% all the way to 92.5%? I mean, I, I don't really <laughs> see the overall damage of this. And, and again, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the most diverse person and I run into people from hey, all walks of life, Brit. but I, I, I do see a fair amount of people from different walks of life every day. Yeah. Britt, who during the primary season among Democratic voters, and we'll do it by by group and we'll do it by generalization, which group of people, and we talked about this four, five, six months ago. It's not news. It's just a fact. Which subgroup of the Democratic base made the most rational calculation when they went to vote in the primaries and put winning the election over ideology which group you know the answer it's black people yeah that's what they did in state after state after state that's what they did and that moment in south carolina where james clyburn the weekend before the south carolina primary said i'm with joe all the way that was game set and match and comments aside i don't think for one second well i think for one second but not much longer than that, that the same block of voters who put the stamp on to Joe Biden and said, he's the one, I don't think they're going to now, I'm going to sit at home. I'm going to show him. He can't go on Charlemagne the God show and say things like that about me. Oh, my God. Or I'm going to switch to Trump. Or I'm going to vote for for a third party. And uh, we did let it slip by that Justin Amash, that idiot from Michigan, has decided not to run as the uh, libertarian candidate. That's a good that's a great thing. The right. right? That was I think it was early last week that that he decided that he didn't want to go down in history. He didn't want his Wikipedia entry forever to say he was the jerk that got Donald Trump reelected. He did not want to be that guy. And you know what? There's something to be said sometimes for making a decision on not wanting to be that guy. Um, meanwhile, the president is on the war path against Roy Cooper, Roy Cooper, which who many of you may not know is the governor of the great state of North Carolina. He is a Democrat. And this tweet coming from, uh, this morning on Donald Trump's, uh, Twitter account. I love the great state of North Carolina so much that I insisted on having the Republican National Convention in Charlotte at the end of August. Unfortunately, Democrat don't, governor. I, don't you think that, that that's even a lie? That yeah. He didn't, he didn't make a call not, on yeah, that. It's not, it's okay. not him. So yeah, let's just, let's just start with a lie. Yeah, just keep stopping because I think we can blow up just about every sentence that he wrote. Unfortunately, Democrat Governor Roy Cooper is still in shutdown mood, which is what he wrote. Shutdown mood. Really? M-O-O-D, yeah. 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 Not, not, not mode. Yeah. Mood. Uh, that, and, that, he wrote that from hollowed ground, I think, in his <laughs> office there. Yeah. yeah. And unable to guarantee that by August we will be allowed, made by many thousands of enthusiastic Republicans and others, to whoa, head whoa. to. Wait, wait, are you reading that as it is? Yeah, yeah, because it went into the next tweet, and he's putting he's putting phrases in the middle between the the subject and the verb. Unable to guarantee by August that we will be allowed, made by many thousands of enthusiastic Republicans and others, to head to beautiful North Carolina in August. They must be immediately given an answer by the governor as to whether or not the space will be allowed to be fully occupied. If not, we will reluctantly. We will be reluctantly forced to find, with all of the jobs and economic development it brings, another Republican National Convention site. This is something I want to, I, I, this is not something I want to do, 
Thank you, and I love all caps, the people of North Carolina. So he's threatening to move the Republican National Convention. If Roy Cooper does not write freaking now, give us an answer and tell us we can come to Charlotte and start doing our shit. Well, I mean, that, that, Britt, that's completely fair because, as you know, every college president, every college president, every high school principal, every educator, they're all able to tell you exactly how things are going to be in August and September, right? Everybody has their plan in place, but only Roy Cooper, only that partisan hack, Roy Cooper, the Democrat governor of North Carolina, will not commit right now to put 20,000 people side by side with no social distancing in place because only Roy Cooper knows that by August we will not have a therapeutic solving of coronavirus, or it will have gone dormant. It will have gone down to uh, Antarctica for this part of the year and will not be affecting anyone at the time. And Donald Trump is doing anything he can to take everybody's mind off of his inadequate response and his lying and his uh, shucking and jiving for six weeks to two months before making even an acknowledgement that, uh, Houston, we have a problem with a pandemic and tens of thousands of extra people have died up until now as we cross the 100,000 mark. And uh, this is just, just part of that. Uh, of course, of course, at this time, you can't know what it's going to be like in August. And I haven't seen the NBA say that by August there would be people in the stands while they play all of their games in Orlando or anywhere else. I haven't seen the NFL say that in August, which is the traditional time for preseason exhibition games, I haven't seen them say we're going to have the stands full. I haven't seen NASCAR say that uh, these races that have gone on the last week, well, you don't have to worry. In in a couple weeks, certainly by August, the stands will be one-third full like they always are now. <laughs> I like doing that. I see what I you have, did. I haven't even seen Vince McMahon say that all those wrestling matches they're holding in Florida in front of no one are going to be performed in front of arenas full of people in August. But Roy Cooper, Roy yeah. Cooper, yeah. the governor of North Carolina, is supposed to bow and lick Donald Trump's shoes right now and uh, assure everyone that there will be no virus worries, no contagion to worry about, and everybody make your reservations and don't worry about it. I got it under control. So there's almost kind of an interesting end point between his early tweets congratulating China, they're doing a great job, we're on their side, nothing's happening, it's going to go away in a few, there's only one case, there's only 15 cases, keep the cruise ships off the off the shore uh, right now, don't let anybody land, because that'll bring up my numbers, uh, that was three months ago, and here we are to this moment, Memorial Day, which is way past Easter Sunday, when we were all supposed to be back in the pews, where today he's trying to advance the ball out to August and give some kind of appearance to the country that undoubtedly by then things will be back to normal. And just to prove it, I'm going to threaten to find some place in the country right now that would commit, which is a lie. He's not going to do this, but he's threatening and pretending he's going to find some place in the country where there's a mayor or a governor that would say, this week, that we can guarantee you, you'll be able to have a full-blown convention in our city at that time. And you know there isn't one. I don't care whether it's Republicans. I don't care whether it's Democrats. I don't care whether it's Martians running a city or a state. They can't do that. Nobody can do that. So Trump is just diverting and distracting, and I believe he's full of it, but if I'm wrong. And if the convention somehow is not held in Charlotte and it's held somewhere like, as I said on Facebook, in the break room of a Smithfield pork plant in Sioux City, Iowa, where you can guarantee they don't care about the coronavirus and give a shit, can pack them in there. Uh, a nice red state, right? Uh, 
if I'm if I'm wrong about that, so be it. Charlotte was there before the convention. Charlotte will be there after the convention. And I just think, and you tell me, Britt, if you agree with with this part of it, a national convention in the next few months, and there's a reason the Democrats already moved theirs from uh, what July into to later August, is the worst combination of people. You've got most folks flying in from all over the country, right? And then they fly back, yeah. okay? So if there's a super spread exposure event at that particular um, uh, uh convention and then people get on planes and go if you think spring break <laughs> on florida's beaches is bad try, try that one try out of twenty thousand people in that arena you know nineteen thousand of them won't be from north carolina right they're from all over the country mm-hmm. so theoretically that, that could be it you could reignite this a second it might be a third wave by then so no responsible public official except for one, Donald Trump, would ever sign off at this hour. When numbers are increasing, by the way, North Carolina had its worst day ever, ever on Friday in terms of the number of new cases. So um, this isn't even a question. It's just plain Trump at his worst. It's just Horrendous. He's left Tory Cooper off the hook mostly because he's bitched at a lot of Democrat governors, but he's not been. Do- he didn't do that to Roy Cooper until recently, and the governor has responded just a couple of hours ago, putting out a statement saying state health officials are working with the RNC and will review its plans as they make decisions on about how to hold the convention in Charlotte. Uh, North Carolina is relying on data and science to protect our state's public health. Wow. So Roy Cooper is Roy Cooper is just not taking the bait. Or as uh, Donald Trump would probably call it, uh, science and facts. He's relying on a crutch. He's <laughs> a crutch. You see, my gut is the one that decides. That's that's always right, and that's never wrong. See, I had a a a, a quicker, easier answer for Roy Cooper to use against Trump. He wouldn't do it. Um, but there's nothing more fun than using Trump's own words and own phraseology against him. And what Roy Cooper should have just said is, we'll see what happens, which is Trump's bailout (laughs) phrase to every problem that ever occurs, right? Mm -hmm. It it might be, it might not be. I don't care if it is, even if it is, that's okay, right? I says that all the time. So Roy should have just said, we'll see what happens. Or it could have added what people are saying. People, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, it this seems not, to be, yeah. but it seems, I mean, the more important story is that Roy Cooper's just not going to get into some sort of personal tit for tat right. with Donald Trump. He's not going he to take have the to. He's not going <laughs> to do any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have to. And, um, I, I, I think as this goes on day after day after day, we really can see the chasm between the uh, open now, open at all costs, we don't give a shit how many people get this virus, and now with Trump's cherry on top, we're not closing anything again ever, right? He's yeah. basically drawn that line. Um, and then there's the rest of us. The rest of us now, I believe, are in about the 80 to 85% category, and that covers people of all political stripes and and all kinds of attitudes. Uh, we're not sending our kids back to school until we know it's safe. And we're not flocking to the beaches and we're not running out to crowded restaurants until we know it's safe. And I do think we're getting a somewhat distorted picture of the picture by uh, video taken at about a 12 degree angle um, on a beach, right? Mm-hmm. Where it, you're just high enough and everybody looks like they're right next and they're probably not, but there's too many people there to begin with, but that makes it look worse than it is. Um, but there's no doubt that if, if a 10 or 15% of this country not only doesn't wear a mask, but is acting as if it's, you know, six months ago and gathering in, in, at pool parties and beach parties and 
restaurants and backyard barbecues with 150 people. We're going to blow it out kind of stuff. What person doesn't think that you're not going to cause a rebound and a spike all over the country? I know the answer. It's Trump, because he did tweet out today that oh, the numbers are going down all over the country, which is a lie. The numbers are not going down all over the country. They went down in the New York area. Why? Because they socially distanced themselves. They did it. <laughs> and, and much of the country did not do it. But the places that didn't do it and are just playing fast and loose, you know, the Georgias and the Florida... They're in trouble, and yeah, we're in trouble where we are, Britt, because yeah, it, it's are. real clear. I mean, you you told me six weeks ago those early numbers were coming out, and Guilford County, where we are, yeah. was one of the worst counties in the country. That was with, for people who were continuing to commute to work every yeah, day. It was yeah. like fourth in the country as far yeah. as that stuff goes, yeah. with the average commute of three. And I, I see... I mean, I see instances of people who are being exceedingly cautious, and I see people who are being incredibly reckless. I see, I see all of that when I go around, and I don't even mm-hmm. get out that much. But I'll be, I'll see people who are taking proper precautions, and now some people who just don't give a fuck. I mean, there's just a, there, there, there's really a divergence uh, where we live. I think but you yeah, got that right. I think you, I think you hit it because you do see people that when you see them standing there, or talking, or moving around with no mask on, and not a care in the world. We're now at the point where the what are you looking at? What are you looking at, buddy? Exactly. Right? And and we're, we're we're close to somebody just pulling out a gun and, and killing somebody for looking at them wrong. Which, by the way, used to be kind of a joke. Yeah, no, it's but, happened. It's actually it, you know, people it, it has over the whole mask thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that most recent one I saw was in a Waffle House somewhere. Where they, 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 Wait a the minute. Guy, Come they, on. Come on. You know what we call that? Wednesday. Come on. <laughs> yeah. People always wonder why the uh, wait staff at the Waffle House is always so surly. Well, it's because they're having to deal with drink people, uh, drunk people at 4 o'clock in the morning, you dipshit. Why do you think? <laughs> uh, this this little feud between Aunt Coulter and, and Donald Trump really has uh, gotten me very upset. She's uh, in a series of tweets called the president a retard, Brad. Excuse me? Yeah, this is uh, about... Okay, uh, see, now that that is just too much. We don't use that word even on this... That that, that is too much because... Is, uh, I yeah. think they called it in one movie a retard, I believe is what they called it. Uh, Zach Galifianakis referred to it as such. Uh, apparently the president going on a series of tweets over the weekend attacking Jeff Sessions who's running for Senate again, and he is uh, Donald Trump has endorsed Tommy Tuberville, mm-hmm. the former Auburn University coach, who is also uh, going to be Sessions' challenger, main challenger in the Republican primary. Well, you, know, you know, this is it. I know that Sessions is behind in the polls. This is for the Republican nomination to run against Doug Jones, right? That's it. Okay. Um, and I know he's substantially behind. Mm-hmm. But I thought, up until a couple of years ago, the, the Jeff Sessions was one of those guys that got reelected, you know, with 80 percent of the vote all the time. He never had to sweat after he was initially elected to the Senate because he was in for, what, four or five terms. He was one of those guys. Oh, it's automatic. Yeah. Yeah, he was automatic. And it's a it's an interesting case study. So he's the first guy publicly in the Senate to endorse Trump. Remember, they had that yeah, rally down in Birmingham. And there and, were a lot of people within the establishment of the Republican Party who were like, what are you doing? Why would you go and endorse this guy? Right. I remember but that. It, it turned out that Sessions, at least for crass political purposes, was way ahead of the game, mm-hmm. right? Because you, know, you can't even say that Sessions fell in line. I mean, he was the first to to uh, uh, slobber at the feet of Donald Trump. He, he started the line. Right. He, he was starts here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, he gets the attorney general gig and displays just a slight bit, not much, but a slight bit of integrity and recuses himself because of what was going on with uh, Robert Mueller. And, you know, it doesn't even matter what the details are. He just recused himself and got out of the way, which is what you're supposed to do. And Trump never forgave him. Never. I mean, you could write a whole book of just Trump tweets trashing Jeff Sessions, making fun of his accent, making fun of how tall he is, all the usual things that Trump does. 
And meanwhile, the state elects Doug Jones, a Democrat, to replace the forever Republican-occupied Senate seat of Jeff Sessions. (coughs) And uh, it's thought that Jones was going to get smoked in 2020 because, you know, he was just going to have the seat for two years and have to run for re-election again. Uh, And now the Republicans in that state, and I'm just doing this off the top of my head, I said, you know, they're torn at a certain level, I think. Um, and Doug Jones might win this race. Mm-hmm. He might get reelected in Alabama because uh, Trump is dragging down candidates all over the country. This is just at the primary stage sessions against uh, Tommy Tuberville, the former coach of uh, Auburn. But, uh, you know, we can hope that this continues to go the way it's going all over the country, and uh, this is a major tsunami for, for blue candidates. And, and boy, I'll tell you what, if Doug Jones wins, I'll turn out the lights Nelly, right? Well, it is going to be a precursor that it's a really bad night for Republicans. That's for sure. <laughs> and it could be a really bad night for Republicans. And the, the, the Doug Jones election, as everybody recalls, was also the one where Roy Moore came out as a yeah. complete pedophile. Yeah. And everybody was either well, okay with that or, or, right. or and, 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 and you know it's going to come out against Tommy Tuberville. One year they beat Alabama oh. in football, and a lot of people in Alabama are not aware of that. And once they find it out, I think Doug Jones is a cinch. I, I don't think I got to remember if he was the coach. My favorite play in the history of college football is a little something called kick six. Yeah. Do you remember this play at all? Yeah. 2013 Jordan Hare Stadium, and I think this is the only time in college football history that a game has ended this way. Alabama, uh, it looks like the game has ended. We're going to go to overtime. No, no, no. Nick Saban says, "I'm a genius. I'm the I'm the smartest coach ever." You officials, you run that clock back, and you see if that player got out of bounds with time left on the clock. There was time left on the clock. They tried an impossibly long 58 yard field goal or something of that nature. Yeah. The kick ends up short. Some of you people may not know this about football. I'm the one who came up with this. Nobody knew it till I said it. If the kick ends up short, the mm-hmm. team that is uh, trying to block the kick or the team, the team that is defending, they have the opportunity to defend, to run the, the ball right. back. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the guy ran the ball back all the way for a touchdown that ended the game. All right. So, for instance, on a block kick, you can run that ball you can. back. Okay, you it's can, the same thing. Yeah. They used to like to do this a lot for the Baltimore Ravens. They had this guy named Ed Reed, who was a safety. He's a Hall of Famer. And if a kick ended up short in the end zone, he'd run the motherfucker back. And he did this a couple of times. Yeah. But Nick Saban outsmarted himself and ended up losing the game on that last day. It would, it would have just been a tie. They would have gone to overtime. Maybe Alabama wins the game in overtime. I don't know. But at that particular time, yeah, it's, it, it was a very funny thing. Head coach, ah, see the head coach back in 2013 was Gus Malzahn. So it was not Tommy Tuberville at that time. No, it doesn't matter. So there you go. That's, again, it's my favorite. It's my favorite play in the history of college football. I remember yeah. specifically yeah, like, uh, watching that one. Uh, dates don't matter because remember, the Spanish flu, which wasn't really Spanish but was a flu, was in 1918, and Trump keeps yeah. saying 1917. He's still saying it. I just what heard is, him say it you know, two days ago. That? And by the way, uh, today uh, he said that Francis Scott Key. Uh, the war of uh, eighteen, I think it was eighteen fourteen, right? I'm surprised he didn't change that year. <laughs> just make up a new year. Just make it up. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's no huge deal. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so Ann Coulter's very upset because she says that Jeff Sessions was the only guy in the administration who actually did anything about immigration. And furthermore, if Trump wouldn't have gone on TV with Lester Holt saying shit about why he fired uh, James Comey it was because of Trump and Russia, Russia and Trump. It's a made up investigation. Then. Jeff Sessions wouldn't have had to do what he did. So that's why she goes on this huge rant against him. So I just don't like the mommy and daddy are fighting part of this whole situation. So uh, she's alleging that Lester Holt is the Charlemagne, the god of TV anchors. <laughs> she's, really, I mean, no. she's saving all of her. Right? And she says, yeah. she also says that like, uh, Donald Trump is the, the the dumbest fool ever to enter the uh, the Oval Office. I mean, she's really the gloves are coming off. And she called him a moron. And a, and a retard. Yeah. Uh, this, the, this is a story that is being broken and reported by the, um, the public radio station in Charlotte, but I also believe everybody's picking up on this. The husband 
of a reopen NC movement leader posted a video to Facebook on Friday in which he said he's willing to kill people to protect a country uh, against what he calls yeah. the New World Order. Isn't it Adam, when, when North Carolina gets national media over some dope like this? Doesn't that, that make picture, it feel good? In addition to that picture that was taken in the Ozarks of that pool party, they had a great picture from nearby us, near Burlington, where they had a, a big uh, motor speedway opening and white people on top of white people on top of white people just breathing on each other like it's cool. That thing went viral. It was on TMZ and it was on all the, the different sites. Adam Smith apparently recorded this video while he was driving. He said he hoped that his children would look back at a time during the COVID-19 pandemic as a time when the U.S. resisted what he called the New World Order, and he said he would be uh, willing to uh, kill people. He doesn't want to, Brad, but he wants to defend his country against uh, this New World Order. Uh, Ashley Smith is his wife. She's of Morganton, and she was arrested outside the governor's mansion in Raleigh during the third reopen NC protest on April the 28th. His video obviously was taken down by Facebook because they don't really like things about killing people. Uh, she reposted it because she felt like this is a First Amendment issue. We really have freedom of speech, and we really want people to know that my husband is willing to murder people. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, uh, when your name actually is Adam Smith, yeah, irony. That that means that when you were born, yeah, your parents made the conscious decision to name you identically to the great uh, Scottish economist and moral philosopher Adam Smith. Mm-hmm. Capitalism, the wealth of nations, all mm-hmm. those kind of things. So think of how you have besmirched that name by being this guy at this moment. Mm-hmm. You, you you are that guy because uh, Adam Smith, who uh, came up with a, a lot of the ideas that uh, we still talk about, you know, a comparative advantage, I think, when you trade, you know, if you make something uh, cheaply, you can export it, and another country won't make something more cheaply, they send it back to you. All, all those kind of uh, things that, that uh, involve trade and relations with Adam Smith, okay? So you're that guy, and Adam Smith now is the guy who says the wealth of this nation is dependent on all of us disregarding the medical advice and the scientific research that has been done, not just into this virus, but all the ones that came before it, and you just need to go out and party your ass off. And yeah, that that's the deal. will get this country going again. And by the way, uh, when we get done with this little segment, I will uh, uh, tell you about uh, watching for the first time. And then this is another one of these movies that got by me, 1995. So our kids were six and mm-hmm. three at the time. I finally got around to watching Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. You know what? It's a pretty damn impressive movie. (laughs) And not only was it an impressive movie, I mean, of course, the the acting is kind of over the top and it's, 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 it's kind of almost like an Irwin Allen swarm or, I mean, I get that. But in terms of their uh, precision with uh, the virus and the, the panic among people, and the attempt by politicians and members of the military to paper over the problem and protect their own asses, it was perfect. It was pitch perfect. And they, you know, there, there's a, a, a significant mention of Ebola in 1995. None of us had ever heard of Ebola, really, right. back then, because the, the big outbreak didn't happen until well into Obama's presidency. So this is way before that. So... It, it's a movie worth watching now. It's it's fairly entertaining. Um, and uh, Renee Russo. Ugh. Oh, yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Underrated as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but you know what? When she gets the virus, she looks like hell. I yeah, have to tell you something. I, when she gets sick, yeah. That, yeah that, that's, that, a great, that's a great point. If you do get the virus, try to keep yourself up. Have some pride in your own appearance. Or something. Exactly. She's, she's exactly. wonderful in Tin Cup. I think she's very funny, and she's really, really hot in that movie as well. Uh, so speaking of Tin Cup, hey, this segues very nicely. Aren't you happy that the president did get back on the golf course this weekend? Boy, did you see the video? He's a terrible golfer. He's really. He's the worst swing I've ever seen. Oh my God, it's horrible. Uh, he's it's, out there. It's really, really horrible. 
He's out there crying because the press is making a big deal out of him golfing and saying that he knew this was going to happen. It's been three months since I went golfing, and these people are just – they're just terrible to me. here's Here's the problem. You've got two things working against you out of recent history. N- number one, uh, you're golfing at a much higher rate than Barack Obama ever did, and you attacked him because uh, Obama dared to golf on a weekend when, oh, say, the Yankees lost two out of three. Why is he out there? Right? It didn't matter what was going on. Trump attacked Obama for playing golf. And then George W. Bush after 9-11 said, I'm not playing golf anymore. Right. I'm just stopping completely. And since you've already declared the coronavirus, at least a few weeks ago, when you were pretending that you were going to make some kind of speech that made some kind of sense about it, you were saying, this is worse than 9-11. This is worse than Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Well, okay, Roosevelt didn't play golf during uh, during World War II. Okay, it's not a joke. It's Wouldn't kind of weak. Able to, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, so, th- th- again, b- th- but this is the kind of thing that, you know, we've, we've spent years now deciding that uh, we're going to disown our relatives and our friends who continue to support this guy and overlook the hypocrisy. And you cannot and we will not just throw, well, you know what? <sighs> okay. It's shocking, but not surprising. That's how Donald Trump is. No, you can never let up. You can never let him get away with this kind of behavior, because the next thing you know, and this is the only way I think he gets reelected. The only way, the only way is that a second wave of coronavirus isn't quite as bad as it was expected to be. I'm not going to put numbers on how many dead would be considered better or worse. That it's not as bad as it used to be. That unemployment backs down to 10%, 12%, whatever. Um, and economic activity moves back up to, to 75 or 80% of what it was. And airplanes are 50% full instead of 5% full. And then Trump goes out and lies and says, we are back, baby, and I'm the only one that can get us to the... And he lies and lies and lies and lies and manipulates the perception and just pounds it in because that's what he does. He's good at lying and he's good at repeating his lies. And that's the only way that he gets... Re-elected. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're setting ourselves up here this weekend. This weekend is going to be looked at as the worst idea um, since New Coke. It was, just <laughs> a, it was a bad idea. What made you think that all 50 states almost simultaneously could start allowing uh, people or, or flashing the signal that, you know, we're just about back to normal, everybody, you know, uh, back to business, even though, we don't think that's a, that's really a good idea in our own personal lives, but we like the idea that the economy might come back if everybody else, you go first, you go out and do something. Okay. I'll sit here. I got a lot of Netflix shit that I haven't watched yet, but I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. All that shit at the beach just blew my mind. All those people just hanging out at the beach like it was, <sighs> that was, that was unbelievable. Um, yeah, I saw where the uh, the beaches where we are, uh, you know, North Carolina beaches are, are are open for business, and I thought I, I can't think of a worse idea, yeah, than, than saying, oh, let's go to the beach this week. Yeah, no, just just no. When when you think of the delayed gratification that uh, people in the past have exhibited, not just in our country but around the world, in times of War in particular, what they did. I mean, if, if, if this was World War II and Trump was, uh, uh, one of these people that had to hide in the attic from the Nazis, he'd go, well, it's been two months, gotta go out now. No, no, you, you don't get to go out. Exactly. You don't get to go out till the war is over. That's not how it works. Okay. And you can't <laughs> let them find, you can't let the virus find you. You cannot take a chance. Uh, and if you are going to take a chance, at least wear a goddamn mask. And right. if you're not going to wear a goddamn mask, you stay away from me. You stay away from me. And don't you, you know, we're, we're still at the point where 
We just have to keep explaining the same things over and over again. Over Wash again. your hands. Wear a mask. Yep. Social Six distancing. Away, just yeah. think about how, think about that. How many times did your mother give you the back of the hand to your head? How many times do I have to tell you this? <laughs> exactly. What the hell is wrong with you? Stop. Right? Yeah. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not optimistic and, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get an interesting, uh, read on Tuesday from the financial markets because they've had three days to digest what I think has been three bad days. Three bad days on the coronavirus front, don't you think? Oh, it's been, yeah, I think not good. Yeah. And um, at some point, it's going to matter. At some point, um, the financial markets are going to say, well, not only is there not going to be a V-shaped recovery, not only is there not going to be a U-shaped recovery, and we're going to wait for uh, another gigantic unemployment number to uh, come out, uh, let's see, not yeah, next Monday. No, next. No, I guess it would be uh, late next week. But uh, we know what it's going to be. It's going to be higher than it just was. It's not going back down. Exactly. Um, uh, at, at some point, that, that's going to start to bite. And you know, the number of people unemployed in this is is so off the charts that we never thought we would live through or see again. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still reading, uh, the, the, uh, the power broker, the Robert Carroll book about Robert Moses. Okay. Right. The guy that, that designed basically New York, the parks, the, the highways, all that kind of shit. Exactly. And there's a, a little section at the beginning of one of the chapters, uh, fairly early on, that describes what New York City was like in 1932. How bleak it was. How horrible it was how many people were living out on the streets with nothing how many people waited in line all day long for food right how how bleak just horrible and i thought oh my this could have been written this week it could have been written this week about yeah. new york and for for people across the country to think that that doesn't matter and well hey the number of cases is going down in new york they've already got it solved rock new york is 10% of this economy New York City is 10% of the country's economy. They punch way above their weight because of who's there and how much money is there. And uh, if New York doesn't recover, the country doesn't recover. I mean, there, there, there are so many hurdles to get over. And you think we've got, uh, you know, the, the captain of the SS Minnow running the country right now. Um, uh, I don't feel optimistic today. I wish I did. Uh, maybe I'll feel better tomorrow. But I hope uh, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so too. Uh, are you doing any barbecuing on Memorial Day? You just uh, staying in? I'm going to be staying in. No barbecuing for me. I'll be watching probably The Office reruns, the marathon on Comedy Central or something. It's a very un Memorial Day, day like a Memorial Day for me. Now, now are you going to watch the American Office or the British Office? <laughs> Not the British one. It's. Uh, it's just too. I can't. I can't really get into it. You know, it's the, it's the American one. Those, those are the people that I love. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll check in and see how things are on uh, the next the next go round on the next Brad and Brit cast. All right. Brad and Brit dot com.